You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact, and transact. Patrick, right. our foreign correspondent. Yeah, out on tour to get, bring back Europeans. End of summer, start of winter. What is happening here in Europe? At the moment, I've figured out there's big drinking bowls in the hotel room um, and really big face washes. So I'm still trying to get to the bottom of that. But we'll sh- <laughs> I'm sure yeah. that, uh, yeah, I'm sure perhaps someone can assist you <laughs> in figuring out. Are you ask around about that? Uh, I reckon so, yeah. Just be like, why, why are the face towels so big and why is the water fountain just not at quite the right height? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll get to the bottom of that, I reckon, pretty quickly. <laughs> I'm sure you will. But uh, other than that, it's it's Europeans saying goodbye to summer. So it gives me hope for when we come back, even though off air you were telling me it's been pretty wet. And to be on with the BAU start, we'll start with the weather. Yeah. Local weather report. Local weather report. It's uh, It's still raining still yeah. raining so um yeah <laughs> yeah but the geelong jersey's off which is a shame. yes thank god that's it's come to an end off. yeah that was uh yeah that was a beautiful day so i've had some fond memories um and some great <laughs> conversations wearing that so yeah. i thank you and um i've got some special um photographs of certain moments that i'll share with pat in due course all right i'm looking forward to that i'm going to share it on wherever i can find an opportunity to share that publicly yeah you're going to get it probably put up in a poster or something i'm sure so yeah that'll yeah. live in shake shank anchors shank anchors yeah. yeah yeah but pat so what's what's taking you to lisbon so tell fill us in so what do you what are you at because it's kind of relevant to where we left off like i feel like we we're kind of having a conversation about you know kind of where this is all heading and um you bought yourself a plane ticket and you went to the heart of it so um yeah fill us in yeah, for sure. So sort of jumped off on consensus and uh, we said, righto, let's let's figure out what this really is uh, and what's been building for the future and yeah, landing in Lisbon. So Lisbon's a bit of the epicenter for this. Uh, there's like Web Summit happening today, which is just, a, it's a massive event for Portugal, but it's a massive event for the world and sort of Web3 or the future of the internet, what that actually is, everyone who's, who's got to say is here. And then we're here for IPFS camp, which is like very heavy around code and builders. Um, and it's a lot of projects that are building and pushing the, the infrastructure layer and, and what that is in terms of decentralized web. Uh, and a lot of projects speaking on that. And, and so to give the viewer an overview or listener an overview, IPFS is a product that was built out of like an application or a file sharing system uh so it's a different version of http which is mm-hmm. your infrastructure layer that holds a lot of the web's information and links it uh and it was built from protocol labs and and protocol labs is an organization that's built a few products and works across and supports a big ecosystem so this ipfs camp was really to get an update on what's going on and push forward into the future and see what's working and get consensus around that because they're really moving towards sort of community-driven organization they're not a DAO but they like working around that they see the value in in supporting bright 
innovative people to push the boundaries and you could really sense that there was some I haven't had conversations like I've had over the past few days ever or last like <laughs> maybe on a couch in like when I was 20 something uh, figuring, <laughs> figuring out the world figuring out the world but this was a different context so yeah there's some interesting people trying some interesting things and this was a organization that really likes to support that and see if it is valid and like really try and push that validity and see if it works and, and that's where it's sitting they're making pretty broad bets and then there's some serious bright projects that come through and then people build on that and that's sort of the nuts guts and they're really trying to build that decentralized web and that like it ties into our conversations that we've had we've always tried to figure out who's building the rails who's really what is that can actually look like and from where I was sitting and listening and, and seeing it, it is coming from from in that room. It's pretty hard to get a sense of of how that actually worked. In terms of coming from like a, a communication perspective, it was very where where the group's at at the moment is. Builders really understand what it is. Everyday people have no idea what it is. Um, Builders are the one building the application. They're the ones who are going to be sort of the user interface, whether it's enterprise or just mum, dad, kids, and all. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's sort of that's where it's at. So, I mean, what's a vibe like? So, like when you're kind of in in that room, I mean, it's kind of a, you know, it's, first off, it sounds super cool in terms of you know, kind of I think you know, a bunch of people who are actually trying to create something new. So there's always you know, there's kind of an interesting energy that goes with that kind of start. But I mean, like, what's been like when you've kind of walked in? What's been like the feeling as you've actually kind of been walking into these sessions? Yeah. So. <clears throat> There's like it was been a three day event and there's more to come. But this three day event for IPFS camp was the second camp that they've had. First one was 2019 and it's been a huge influx. So there's a lot of excitement. First day was super excitement. It was like update. Everyone was very like trying to figure out what's what the feel was, what the go was, meeting new people. Like it was very high energy sort of surface. This is where we're going. This is what's being pushed. This is the updates. This is what we want to use this time for sort of feeling people meeting people people sharing insight like trying to figure out their place in the because a lot of say that even the employees in this space have are very fresh uh so yep. they're, they're so that's a good way for people to get a sense there's a lot of people who've been working together for a long time some not so long some quite new to an organization but then there's a lot on the periphery around who aren't directly employed but are supported by that ecosystem to build right. on x stack so there's like the skew of the people there it's pretty dominated by builders, so coders, uh, engineers, and then there's a few others who are sort of like myself who are around like telling that story and how to bridge and how to build it in terms of comprehension outside of that room. There's a lot of knowledge around building and engineering and then it's yep. then it's trying to like push that out and what that looks like. Um, and the second day was just for me, for my world, was uh, yeah a humbling experience. I felt like I was in advanced Spanish and I'd never heard of the language before. Um, but I managed to pick up a bit. But it, yeah, it was a humbling experience and and just trying to sit and and observe. And that was really for me the most revealing thing was what the organisation is actually doing, and that is supporting. Like it's a platform. Mm -hmm. It's a tech stack. It's they the the people who had been at the organisation for a very long time were doing minimal talking. And providing the people who are building on their 
on their technology platform to speak and update. So they were right. they were trying to get the right people in the room who'd been working on similar things to share insights. So then it can uplift other people who are working on similar things so that everyone's leveling up at the same time. And uh, the PL and people working within there were giving key updates, but then sitting back and letting people have the, have the mic, so to speak. And that yeah. was really telling because that really said what was going on here. And, and that was very much um providing this space for people to to build things on top of their technology and that's that's where it's at and then yesterday was really around how do we actually push this along everyone's got great ideas how do we actually make this all happen how do we how do we grow it and how do we do it where everyone feels included and, and part of something so it's sort of building culture piece was yesterday and that was that landed really well and uh yeah felt really special yeah so cool and like what's the um what's the culture like like is it kind of anti like anti kind of establishment is it like take down like current big tech or is it more about kind of like this is just a brand new way kind of more of like a breakthrough kind of culture like in terms of kind of actually building building the next net like how would you kind of like you've had to yeah. put it into words how would you describe it it's a mix i originally thought that i feel like people would at surface level say it's hacker a lot of hack like hacker feel has been yep. in there and at the moment now like the employees that are coming on are like X, X Meta, X Google, X like huge sort of legacy players are coming into the space. But I think grassroots, it was hacker base and now it's changing and it's everyone's excited about breakthrough because they're like, this is the future. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are realizing it's the future. But I think in terms of that directory, it started from that sort of anti-stab anti like because the analytics doesn't exist at there so everyone wants to control your data and it's like no it's our data so that's sort of the way it sits um, yep. and that's where it's it's base layer and now everyone's trying to figure out how to make that work and what that actually looks like because you have to reimagine systems and you have to reimagine ways of working ways of operating and how that works across enterprise and individual and what that so actually it sounds like they're coming at it like in a different um like from a different kind of viewpoint on like how to create value, right? Because I mean, I think that's, you know, kind of like we've had this discussion yeah. many, many times, but it's like kind of the current kind of um, internet is very much around exactly what you said, which is basically data is the oil, but it's basically getting refined by probably five or six companies that are capturing most of the value. Whereas this, if I'm hearing you correctly, feels very different in terms of that it's actually about kind of, well, how are we going to build something that is much more kind of, um, I guess, distributed in terms of as a as an internet. And that's a huge piece. And, and it is like I brought up in some of the conversations, like, how, how do you know? Because some of the questions is it's like community driven. It's like, I was like, how, how many people are coming to IBVest to figure out how to contribute? Like, what's the analytics? And they're like, what? start analytics like you can't do analytics like that's it was like blasphemy but they were generous enough to be like oh, okay fair enough question but we can't actually do that with rpfs that's the whole point it's security no one mm. knows where you are so it's like how do you then allow people to share that information if you want that information like what does that look like and then there's a lot of talk about data stewardship but then top layer it's um it's it's really trying to put earnest back on the individual like that's the hard piece it's going to be no one's the uh, every project that i listened to speak was and the push was there's gonna be there's an ask for everyday user to own have take more ownership in their presence 
So there's a huge educational piece that's needing to land and land well, but then there's an UR, like an uh, user interface that has to marry that. And that's sort of where they're at and who does that. But they're projects on top of the tech that's enabling this. So the speed now. So what's happened with IPFS, the speed is like as fast or maybe like a couple of milliseconds slower than HTTP. Which is it's, mm-hmm. which is like a server held data. Yeah. But now this the ask is it's it's actually up to scratch, if not better. And then the value add on that is that it's it's a lot more resilient. So it's there, and now the the baton's over to people to make it feel great and build cool things and challenge the incumbents. But where PL and IPFS and these systems sit is that they're building a rail system essentially. That's where it is. Interesting. Yeah. So it's kind of be it's becoming in some ways it's the pro the the programming language of kind of like a distributed internet. So it's kind of like how do these things relate to one another? But then coming back to I guess kind of how people have got to make an interface that people want to engage with, right? And actually kind of work to make it to make it easy because at the moment you've got to you've kind of kind of know what you're doing to be able to do it, so to speak. Yeah. So everyone's it's not super friendly. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's getting to that level and getting to that understanding. And then PL at an organizational level is getting to that that space as well of how to encourage the ecosystem to sort of take that more seriously. And that was sort of coming to the end of the conversation was like, everyone in this room is pretty tech solid and that it, it's needed, but then it is also needed to communicate outside this room and what that actually is gonna bring. Yeah, and so that's where it is scaling at the moment. Um, but there's heavy building going on as well. Uh, so it's exciting a bit. It's been the feeling is that it's been very informative for a lot of people, and there'll be a lot of things built off the back of this and refined from this. Um, cool. And what um what type of kind of like what's what's been your, like your favorite use case so far that you've seen? Like when you kind of people are actually kind of starting to talk about things that this will or could enable. What have been a kind of if you, without kind of obviously giving away kind of you know people's IP or anything, but yeah. just kind of like what are the like what are kind of you know the one or two kind of top um, use cases you've seen? Yeah, there's some really cool use cases. Um, one that comes to mind is sort of challenging the 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 app. I think that you and I and others of all and a lot of people always speak about sort of the problem with it, the problem with gating. So gating your data. And if you use an app, how do you bring that information to another app? Like you can't, it's stuck there. It's so frustrating. There's an organization that's doing really well, Fission, that are working with app developers to provide a web web platform that they build their apps on. But if someone is using, say, Web3 applications for, say, Dropbox or any application that they're using, they can take their data and move it to another app and it's sort of, they're building the system to make that more synchronized across platforms, and that's really fascinating. And it's 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 there. Uh, they yeah. just need the apps to be to be built and user friendly, and and they're really looking at outreach programs and they're yeah, very sophisticated in the way that they're going about it and very involved in the space. And then you've got like so I I love chatting to some people who were there under the scholarship program who were just like really testing the boundaries of how you. Um, how you put information together. There's just some outlandish ideas that are just beautiful. Those guys like really critiquing like language. So he's critiquing like the way that 
So I'd say use case for this is why it's a problem is firestorms that happen on Twitter. So this guy's from Barcelona and he he really helped build a program like making governance a lot more democratic. There was a big crackdown there. So that's sort of his background around sort of fixing right. communication. But what he's been working on is this system of understanding that you and I have different meaning and he's talking in meaning units and like he's so deep and Jeez. so like he's developed this system of diary but sort of pulling him out slowly pulling him out pulling him out where it sort of landed was what he's created is very personal in terms of what his world of meaning is and he's documented that but in terms of making it more applicable it's like uh conflict Con conflict management so how do you enable people to understand that people are coming from a different point of view so if someone's getting angry to enable a system for you to understand why they might be getting frustrated what that looks like and how to actually embed that in a twitter space is where i was thinking like because that's where a lot of conflict arises like how do you give context to people where they're coming from so you don't take it personally things like that and uh these are like very of the moment He's been scratching hard for a while, but places like IPFS are allowing people like this to really, really, really push the boundaries on that. Usually that comes from like universities, but it's outside the university scope. So that's why I find these places very fascinating is that they really are pushing and allowing some interesting thought to sort of flourish. Yeah. Amazing. That's really, really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then it's like language development where it's like really retaining. So some cool stuff is around an important work is like really how do you retain and maintain content now and forever? So important things, say, with journalism, important things with uh, human rights abuses, how do you make sure data has integrity and how do you hold that true? Because often they crimes against humanity, they're mm -hmm. only into a court. 20, 30 years past the event, how do you stop from things being erased so you can't, like, evidence or artifacts? So, like, stop, stopping China, kind of going in the backdrop and basically taking away, you know, any record of a particular event that ever happened. Exactly. And there's some cool use cases for that technology. So underlying it is, like, yeah, how do we... Because I think the whole premise of IPFS protocol labs and everything is understanding. Like, they had a whole system on Orwellian, like, around how do we present an Orwellian future. So that sort of shows you where the space is, but that's why it's a resilience piece. So it's like, how do you make the internet resilient and how do we not design systems that can be abused by not necessarily the people today, but people who come into power later on? Like, yeah. that's why- how do, you, how do you make sure the data can move and be kept free, so? Exactly, and like retained. And so there's some yeah. really fascinating pieces um, there that are, that are really important work. And then the big ask is like, whose responsibility is that to maintain that? What is that? And that's where he comes into our conversations around common good. Like, what is the common yep. good? And then who forms that? Is it government? Is it not? Like, who plays that role? And then there's some interesting things around data DAOs, which is around, like, the way I imagine a data DAO is, have you ever had friends or yourself ever gone into a medical trial and given your like, body to science, essentially? <laughs> I haven't, but no, I, I'm yeah. familiar with these things, yeah. A good friend of mine has an oh, I always found it fascinating. And, um, but yeah, a data DAO is like a good way to bring that analogy is a bit like that for your data. So at the moment, every, like Facebook, Google, 
anyone has your data, whoever's apps you're using. But in the future, the idea is that you control your data and the data DAO is a group of people who compile their data and, and say who can use what for what and what study that is and really empower their data for other people to learn. And that's also like at a governmental level, like how yep. do people have access to data, what that is. So. Lot of so, in, so in that type of case, you would see like in government kind of policy development, for example, like around exclusion or kind of, um, you know, I guess kind of like economic insecurity, violence, etc. You would have a group of people who would say, okay, well, I might have lived experience. I might be yeah. kind of part of this, but I would offer up my data trail to actually kind of help solve this this issue. Yeah, and you'd say I only want this. I only want my data to be used here, and it can be encrypted in governance, so people have access to that. You obviously have to build a huge trust piece for people to trust yeah. that data DAO or whatever the out-facing piece of that is for people to say, yeah, I want to support that. Um, and then for people to have access, you obviously need a serious governance structure to vet people using that data. But it's a, it's really unique because that's a big challenge for people trying to solve real problems is how to get real good data um so that's a unique way of approaching that oh that's awesome so um two, two last two last questions so um so kind of what's what's been like the biggest surprise to you so what when you kind of when you rocked up like you obviously had a picture in your head i'm kind of kind of walking in but what's what's been like the the thing that's kind of most taken you aback so like your biggest surprise during your time there as in the event and what's what's there yeah no well just it could be anything like just take that any which way you want yeah yeah the biggest surprise is really just how supporting they are and how much they are really like in terms of the organization sitting behind this and putting it together yeah just how much they are looking and to propagate people's ideas and to approach things differently. I feel like in my work, I'm sure in yours, you hear a lot of people prophesizing these ideas around community engagement. We want to hear your idea, but they have ears closed or their ears are full of cotton wool and they don't actually give a crap. Whereas um, the biggest thing is I feel like they really, every person I've spoken to gives you that shot to like share insight and they take it on board and what that actually is because they're really looking to build something truly strong and truly inclusive and what that what that means it doesn't mean that everyone has insight if it, if it doesn't land it doesn't land but the, the, the floor is always there to hear if it can land um and that's been the biggest thing because i was like i've interacted with this organization a fair bit over the year and that's always something that you hear and and see and feel a bit but when you're in person and really feel that executed you're like wow uh that's really a huge part of your strategy and it makes sense because they're trying to innovate like very hard at the moment. That innovative curve is is huge and they're making very broad bets and they 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 say publicly understanding that not everyone's gonna make it through, but if everyone works together and, and has that open space to share insight learnings and it's gonna build help other people grow no matter what, even if they disagree, it's a, it's a helpful environment to exist in. So it's quite diverse in that sense, which was, yeah, that, that really surprised me how diverse it was and how niche um, the actual ask in terms of skill set is at at the moment. Nice, nice. 
Well, we'll have to, um, I feel like we might have to do like this might have to do a part two of this when you get back and kind of like biggest reflections and stuff once you've had a chance to to process it all because it is it, it does sound like it's kind of like drinking from the water fountain, just not the one in your bathroom, um, unless you haven't figured that out yet. Um, but I just I just wanted I just wanted to close with um, yeah, like uh, Patty's like top travel tip. So obviously you kind of had to, you know, you had to kind of boot boot it pretty quickly to get yourself to Lisbon. So like what's, you know, share with everyone at home is kind of a closing thought, your top travel trip thus far. Yeah, the tip is travel light and don't be afraid to be the fool. Good man. Yeah. Just break the ego, I think it's been big. I haven't left the shell for a while, like I think, and I know my environment so well when I'm at home and to just be okay not knowing your environment because you don't right? yeah, <laughs> and sure. be okay with that is probably it's been a, a relearning for me I felt like I learned that when I was younger and uh as you grow older and I've become a dad like you become a dad you sometimes put that shell on that you have to know everything or, or something and yeah, to just uh, sure. be vulnerable and know that you don't know everything <laughs> yeah even you see <laughs> opens you up to a lot of it has to me anyway open myself up to a lot of better experiences than if i was trying to pretend i knew everything and google everything before i went anywhere good man well that's a great spot to leave it so patty thank you thanks to our foreign correspondent at this point and uh yeah look forward to having you uh you back down under mate when uh, when you get here thanks joey wish you were here with me two foreign correspondents over in the <laughs> Lisbon's Lisbon's not big enough for the two of us as we both know. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. No worries, Joe. Thank you for listening to BAU Business as Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at baupod.co. That's baupod.co.